Hello, Texas, and welcome to the podcast. Great to have you aboard. Now, the Texans are going to wrap up the season this week against the Tennessee Titans. We all remember what happened a bit ago when they knocked off Tennessee in Nashville. And I'm hoping for similar results. I'm sure you are, too. 22-13 to 13 was the final of that one. Some numbers. I don't want to bog you down with numbers, which means I'm about to bog you down with numbers. Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions in that game. Gosh, that was so nice. And Adrian Peterson, this feels like a 1,000 years ago, played in that game. We're going to talk about that with Mike Keith, our guest, in just a few moments here. It felt like the Texans were pounding the ball on the ground. Now, pound it, they tried. 38 carries. Six of them were from Tyrod Taylor, who ran for two touchdowns, as you might recall. He had 28 yards. They had 83 yards as a team. Burkhead had 18 carries for 40 yards. They were not moving it well on the ground, but they kept on trying. This is what David Culley's talking about when he says, we need the attempts. Well, you need the attempts because you're forcing the Titans to play the run, and maybe that does open up some things in play action. Did it? Well, here were the catch totals. The high water mark was four for Chris Conley for 37 yards. Nobody else, including Brandon Cooks, had more than 18 yards. Cooks had two catches in the game. No TD passes for Taylor. It was a rainstorm. You can't really go by the numbers in this one. It was a slog fest, and the Texans pulled it out. Thanks to the takeaway train, they were rolling with the turnovers forced. Tannehill with the four picks. That was a beautiful thing. Now, Sunday, completely different situation. Titans getting healthier. A.J. Brown, who did play in this game, by the way, the first time. People act like he wasn't a factor. He didn't play. He had five catches for 48 yards. Texans knocked him out of the game, as you might recall. And Dontrell Hilliard had eight catches. My gosh. He was with the Texans in camp. Nick Westbrook-Akina had seven catches for 107. He had a big day statistically, but again, the Texans won the football game. I think, though, with uh, Deontay Foreman doing so much better now, he played in that first game, seven carries, 25 yards. He's been erupting lately. Look, they run the ball a lot. They're third in the league in running the football. They are top three in stopping the run. This is big. They're big in the trenches. This is where they like to win the game. They're tough. They're like their head coach, Mike Vrabel. They've really built a nice identity for themselves. I can't deny it. Look, they have the top seed in the AFC coming into the weekend. That is strong stuff. I mean, think about that. And they went through a stretch of losing three out of four. Now, John McClain, he visited with us on Texans All Access this week, pointed out, rightfully so, that they were decimated with injuries, covid Hey, last I checked, so were the Texans a couple of weeks ago. They had no business being in that game with the Chargers, but they walloped the L.A. Chargers at the time. This is why I always think anything's possible in the league, and I love getting ready for game day no matter what the situation, because anything can happen and often does, and I'm hoping big things happen against the Titans on Sunday in the season finale. It's Fan Appreciation Day. Man, we've had some battles with Tennessee in the final weekend, and it's been weird. I got to say, it's been weird. 2011 finale, Texans don't need the game. Remember Jake DeLome, he didn't start. He came in for TJ Yates, who played one drive in that game. The Brock Osweiler game up there when Savage got the concussion, and Texans didn't even need the game, and Brock had to come in, and I think there was some reluctance and maybe an incident in the locker room at the half. I'll leave that out of it for now. But there were some uh, situations 
over the past few years. Uh, remember one here at the end of 2019? I think you do. Titans running all over the place after the Texans beat them up there late in the season. Look, this is a very good football team you're playing, as we said, top seed. It's going to be interesting. Let's get Mike Keith in here, voice of the Tennessee Titans. We begin the conversation as I asked Mike what he's seeing lately out of the Titans. Guys, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing guys whose faces I haven't seen in, in some cases, months. And that's the exciting part of where the Titans are right now is this is the healthiest this football team has been since training camp. And able to get people back, uh, able to build depth on the defense, able to get a bye week, to get a mini-bye after the Thursday night game against San Francisco, and to be able to get to last Friday and have Mike Vrabel end his press conference by saying, no one has been ruled out for injury purposes. Uh, This has been a crazy year. And when we saw one another in November, it was sort of at the height of its craziness. It actually got worse the next week when we went to New England. But then the bye came, and slowly but surely, this team has gotten back on a, on a more even keel. So the, the biggest difference that I've seen is in actual bodies, actual players, uh, names and numbers that you will know when you see the jerseys. Well, it's interesting because the last time these two teams played, Adrian Peterson played in the game, and it feels like a 1,000 years ago, uh, but that was the situation. So tell me, though, how are the Titans able to run the football so well, even without Derrick Henry, because Deontay Foreman's doing a nice job for you, among others? Well, it starts with the fact that the offensive line is back and healthy, and um, we were in a position that uh, nearly played all five starters in the offensive line, every snap in the Miami game, and it would have been for the first time this year, Mark, and yet they took Roger Saffold out for the last two series because the Titans were ahead. And so so otherwise, I mean, that's a good problem to have. Yep. But, I mean, they, they've lost people left and right. They've, they've had three spots that have been rotating all year, and now you've got Lawan back, you've got Saffold back, you've got Nate Davis back. You have some continuity. The other thing that's improved the run game, too, is getting A.J. Brown back. Uh, A.J. Brown will get you out of an eight- or nine-man box in a hurry because you're fearful that he'll catch a crossing route and take it to the house. So as the receivers have gotten better and as the the team is, is able to do better in that area overall, some things have just expanded, and Foreman's now been here two months. Dontrell Hilliard's now been here two months. You know, those guys were nowhere when we signed them, Mark. They, they were not in anybody's camp. They, they, in some cases, hadn't been anywhere in months. And so now this ball club has built some depth at some spots like running back, and I think it may help them as they go into the playoffs that the injuries caused them to have to play people, and now some of those folks can give you meaningful snaps if needed in January. Mike, with Ryan Tannehill, here you look at his numbers, and if I told you 17 TDs, 14 picks at this point of the year, Derrick Henry's been hurt for a big chunk, you might say, "Uh uh-oh, it's been a tough season. Might be a 500-ish kind of year, but it's not. Here you are locking up the top seed in the AFC this weekend with certain things happening. Uh, But what would you make of Tannehill's performance this year? Because the most important stat is record, and there it is at 11-5. 
That's right. And the, the most important stat to take it a step further, Mark, is the fact that he started all 16 games. If he had not, if, if he had been one of the players who had missed any amount of time, the Titans would not be here right now. His availability has been a huge factor in what the team has been able to do. And you look at some of his carries, too. The other day, he picks up a fourth and one with a quarterback sneak. He picks up a first down with a two-yard run. He, he scored seven touchdowns on the ground. He keeps you out of bad plays in the run game because he will check you to something better due to what a smart guy that he is. All of those sorts of things sort of get overlooked when you just look at raw numbers. You know, in the game against the Texans earlier, he threw four interceptions. Well, multiple interceptions were not his fault because he's playing with receivers who are not used to playing. And in certain cases, guys went the wrong way. You, you can't sell them out, Mark. You mm. can't come out and say that if you're Ryan Tannehill. But the coaching staff knows and they understand that he has had a better year than his numbers reflect. Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, joining us on Texans Radio. All right, Mike, let's talk about the AFC South here for a moment because the Colts obviously don't get to win the division. Uh, they don't win last week against the Raiders. But what do you think of them going into the postseason as we stand now going into week 18? Very dangerous. Uh, what they do will travel in the playoffs. The fact that they can run the ball and that they play very physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage, uh, they can beat anybody. I, I really believe that. I think they have the type of team that if they draw the right matchups in the playoffs, they could knock off anybody. I mean, they could be a Super Bowl team. And I, I think it comes from the fact that they, too, are healthy and that they have uh, been able to develop some more weapons through the course of this year and that. You know, Jonathan Taylor has moved to the head of the line as an elite-type player in the backfield right now. Well, everybody's talking about the Jaguars' coaching vacancy. How attractive is it in your estimation? It wasn't too long ago you saw the Titans beat the Jags 20 to nothing and saw them up close and personal. It's a great job. I think it's a great job. I, I think the owner is going to be willing to spend money. He's got it, and I think he's going to be willing to spend it. I think you've got your quarterback. I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they have draft picks. They have cap room. Um, I, I think you're in a pretty good place if you're coming in there. Now, do I think as a head coach you're going to be handed all the power like Urban Meyer was? I do not. And you know what? I think, Mark, as we found out over the years and watching around the league together – we see in most cases that's not the best thing. In most cases, it's the best thing when the coach coaches and the GM works the roster and works the personnel and does all of that, when the jobs are separate. I, I think that's the way they will keep it from now on, and I think that will help them. I, I think they're a scary team going into 2022. Well, we talked about how the Titans are different since the Texans and Tennessee met last time. What do you think of the Texans situation? Because different quarterbacks starting now, obviously it was Tyrod Taylor, part of that win for Houston that day. The turnover bug bit hard on Tennessee that afternoon. The rain was falling. It will not be falling indoors on Sunday, I can tell you that. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Houston? I think they're smart to play Davis Mills right now and find out what they have. I remember when Davis Mills was coming out of high school, Mark, because I'm a recruiting junkie, mm -hmm. and I remember that he was the number one quarterback in America. 
and that everybody thought he was the deal. And it's because of what his size was. And, you know, he's sneaky athletic running that four eight. And I mean, he's got good, he's got good power throwing the ball from the pocket. He can make every single throw. I thought the Texans stole him in the third round. I thought he might even sneak into the end of the first round. Somebody might grab him as their heir apparent, you know, like a Tampa mm-hmm. could take him as their as their guy for the future. I think he's got that kind of ability. I really do. And I think we've seen through the three 300-yard performances and, you know, 66% completion percentage that he's he's the real thing. And he so he changes the Texans dramatically in terms of what they're able to do offensively. I mean, let's face it. If the Titans don't turn the ball over five times in the game here, that probably doesn't work out the same way based on what Houston was able to do offensively. In this situation, I think with Davis Mills, I don't think the Texans need five takeaways to have a chance to win the ball game because I think Mills gives them more offensive potential. Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, joining us on Texans Radio. All right, let me give you some teams. You've seen all these teams up close, so give me your thoughts on venture into January. Let's start with the New England Patriots. You were up there in Foxborough a few weeks ago. Good team. Uh, when they play clean, they are they're as good as anybody. They can beat anybody. Uh, they are not quite as dynamic offensively as some of the other teams in the AFC, so they will have to play their game to be able to win it. I think Mac Jones is a good player. Uh, he does not look like a rookie quarterback. He looks like a guy who, you know, played at a big time program like Alabama. Um, nice coaching job. The veterans that they've added offensively and defensively clearly make them a very different team. But I tell you, they got Miami this weekend, and uh, the Dolphins just seem to have their number yeah. right now. We'll see if that continues. All right, the Bills, you beat them October 18th by three thoughts. Best explosion possibilities on both sides of the ball. And at times we have seen them live up to it. And they went through a lull where they didn't. But with Josh Allen and with the weapons on offense and then with some explosive guys on defense who can really get after you, uh, they're the team to me that's laying in the weeds to be able to win this thing. All right, so the Chiefs just lost to the Bengals. You beat them. The Titans did earlier this season, 27-3. to Obviously, they're incredibly dangerous despite the loss to Cincinnati. What do you think of them going into the playoffs? That's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's what it comes down to is they, they've got him. If, they, if they're if they able to, um, you know, sort of get some pieces back on offense from injury and it looks like uh, Edwards Alaire is going to be back this week and they're certainly going to have him for the playoffs, it makes them even more explosive. The other thing that's happened too, Mark, is – putting Chris Jones back on the inside on defense, adding Fowler from Pittsburgh on the outside. Jones really wanted to play defensive end, and so they're like, okay, you can play defensive end. Well, they weren't as good on defense with him out there. Moving him back inside and adding Melvin Fowler, suddenly their defense has more pop as well. This is why for the Titans, this is a big deal. If you can win this football game on Sunday and clinch home field, you don't have to go to Kansas City for an AFC championship game. That could be a big factor because, you know, you know what a tough place that is to win. Yep. And the last two years, it's been a tough place to win in January. All right, so the Titans played the Steelers on December 19th, and the Steelers won the game, 
But there you were, Heinz Field, and you knew it was Roethlisberger's last year. We all saw Roethlisberger's last home game the other night. What were your thoughts about that, seeing that unfold? I mean, this is the end of an era there, and I know it's the Steelers and it's an AFC rival and all that, but it is an NFL special thing in a way. And Steeler fans are special. You know, they're the real thing. They're the real McCoy. And, you know, we had a, a walk to the car after the game of nearly a mile. And, mm. um, you know, you're wearing your Titans gear and you've just lost. And and the Steeler fans couldn't have been nicer. You know, they had a lot of class. And, you know, that's that scene, because of who they are, is a big deal. They're royalty in this league, and they've earned it. And they act like it. Um I think Roethlisberger's come to the end of the line. We we lost to them on a day where we never should have lost. Offensively, they just don't have the pop that they once did. Uh, Roethlisberger always had that ability to run around and make plays, and that's not his game anymore. Mm-hmm. But, it, but at the same time, they're the Steelers. Right. I mean, why are they entering Sunday 8-7-1? and one? The only reason is because they're the Steelers, because yep. they think they're the Steelers. And very few teams in the league have that kind of moxie when they're quote-unquote down, and yet they're still right in the middle of this thing until the end. And that's the type of respect you have to have for that organization, in my opinion. Yeah, very well put, Mike. Mike Keith, voice of the Titans with us. All right, so last year the Titans won the division for the first time in a long time, since 2008. Now the Titans have won it back-to-back. What does it mean? I know it's all about championships, but – This is a nice little feather in the cap. Obviously, good trend here for the Tennessee franchise. It is. I mean, listen, it was hard to win it last year. I had to bank in a field goal to win that one. And and you've said it right. It had been 12 years. Um, I think what it comes down to is the Titans have been the most consistent over the last six years with John Robinson. They've had a plan. They've stuck with the plan. Some things have not worked but the majority of them have and continuity is such a big deal. Just being able to have the continuity that the organization has, it starts with our owner, Amy Adams Strunk is fantastic. And she has given everybody the ability and the resources and the freedom to do what they need to do. And, you know, the division titles are a result of, I think the continuity overall six straight winning seasons which is the second longest in our franchise's history, mm. which is over 60 years, as you know. So I, I think the continuity is such a big deal, you know, not pulling the trigger at, at just one minute where things don't look right or something doesn't go right. You keep doing, you believe in your plan, you do what you do, and that's what they've been able to do. And so you're in it. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the season is a success, the question becomes, how big a success can it be? And that's what we're going to see in the next few weeks. All right, one more for you, Mike. Last week it was announced that former Texan and, dare I say, former Titan and Colt, pardon me while I collect myself, Andre Johnson uh, <laughs> is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The announcement comes out Super Bowl week. Is Andre Johnson a Hall of Famer in your opinion? A hundred percent. And um, he's yours. I know he's yours. He, he won a game <laughs> for us in Detroit, so we appreciate him. But this is a guy that um, was the epitome of class. He would, have, he would certainly be on my all-opponent team that I would have over 20 years of doing this. Mm. 
He did it. He did it the right way. He made big plays in big situations. He wasn't just good. He was great. The, it, the Hall of Fame is for the great. Mm-hmm. And this guy is a great. So I, I certainly hope he goes in right away and gets that opportunity because I was fortunate enough, as you were, uh, to see him play. You were more fortunate to call the majority of his games. And when you have players like that that play for you, um, it, it, it's what really makes this job so special. And even when you're calling guys on the other teams, you know, yeah. when you when you have an opportunity to see people play to a special level, I mean, you don't love it that they do it to your club, but at the same time, you do appreciate that they're doing it at this level because you appreciate what the National Football League is all about and how special these athletes are. Andre Johnson is a great and belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for uh, the time, Mike, and uh, we appreciate you saying that. Hopefully he gets in on Super Bowl week and we can celebrate all offseason long. The matter at hand, Texans and Titans on Sunday. Thanks so much for the time, Mike. Mark, thank you. There's Mike Keith, voice of the Tennessee Titans. Great guy. Great to visit with him as always. And that's going to do it for this podcast. Go to some of the other ones on the app or wherever you found this one. The game Sunday at noon, Sports Radio 610, the Bull 100.3 FM, affiliates all over the state, Texans app, of course. Have a great weekend, everybody. And as always, go Texans.